When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings. All right, here's the deal. We've got an emergency podcast going up on Sunday because of the things that Mike Luke saw. But first and foremost, $5 on an NFL game that's going to be played today. And you know what? If that team wins, you get $280 in free plays. That simple, that easy, new customers only. All right. I wanted to talk a little bit of U of A hoops, and then we're going to get over into football right here, Schuster. So um, U of A basketball, here's the thing. ASU, we, we agree, ASU should be better. I, uh, they, they actually have some decent talent, at least athletically speaking. They got some guys that can go. Um, from a, but Just a moment as, uh, uh, to, to work on that for a bit. Their general athleticism surprised me, mm-hmm. and I know they're without Bagley, mm-hmm. okay? But it it looked like they, to me, and and, and their overall record six and twelve, so their record's a disaster, right? Okay, and it's and, and it's been it's been a very difficult year, and they and they and they, they obviously have notable limitations, right? But there's enough talent on that roster to that changes my perception of what the long-term trajectory of that program may be. Right. I really thought that, okay, Hurley had peaked. They were a team that was going to win and, you know, have string together a couple seasons where they won 20-plus. They were going to always going to – maybe they were going to be that fringe NCAA tournament team, and that's about as good as it gets, and now the drop-off is here, and he's never going to be able to get it back, and he probably should have left a year ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so something like that – I look at the roster and I know that, you know, Bagley's still, and he's good and they don't have him. I think, well, okay, maybe maybe the overall trajectory of this program isn't as bad as I, as I think it. Or is it, or is it a double-edged sword, though, in that you're watching it and you're saying, man, you really can't coach. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, Perhaps. I, I, because I think you're right on that. Mm. I think with Arizona, though, my the entire thing with Arizona to me is this, is that they're good enough that they're not going to drop many more games. They could easily drop UCLA, obviously, in Oregon or you know some games like that. But you're probably looking at a team. Right now, they're 17-2. and two. You're probably looking at a team, give or take, some that's probably going to be about 30-5, and five, something like that. I mean, you're already 17-2, and two, so that would mean you need to go 13-3. and three. That's doable. Um, right. Yeah, very, very doable. To, the priority, though, for me is making sure that this team is healthy, i.e. Tabellus is good to go because— 
Tabellus the last with Air, with Tabellus not playing well the last two games. These have been two of their maybe their crummiest games of the season so far. That is would be my that would be my priority first, foremost, third, fourth, fifth, everywhere you go because you're going to get a top three seed. I would imagine at the very least you need him to be healthy because you know what I don't care if you're a one seed if you've got that Tabellus right there you're not a contender. That's probably true. Yeah, you may be able to get out of the first weekend, but then things get a heck of a lot more difficult depending on who you line up with. Yeah, Arizona has struggled the last two games, struggled offensively, struggled in their half-court offense. And Tabellus specifically, he's not the only one by any stretch. Right, but for sure. But Tabellus uh, is, is one who you can look at, and, and because you have the recognition of the ankle injury— mm as a kind of fulcrum of before and after. Right. It's easy to look at him and say, okay, maybe he's not completely healthy yet, so what's the reasoning for playing him? Because right. his play has deteriorated notably. Right. Looks like he moves reasonably well. But there's no confidence level whatsoever and, out there. Right. When he's under the basket, and he's generally, we talked about, he's generally a pretty good finisher around the hoop. There is no confidence whatsoever with that shot. It's essentially just kind of a... It's like a quick flip almost, like, ah, I hope this thing goes in. And you know. And it feels like there's a little bit of a concern right now that I could re-injure and get hurt again. Right. And yes. he's got to get past that. Mm -hmm. And and he's got to feel comfortable enough to make that work. And the coaching staff at this stage has decided that um, they are willing to go with him uh, and, and, and think he's fine. But, um, you know, maybe in a position where, you know, they have, that, that has to be reevaluated a little bit because Tabellus is instrumental to Arizona's long-term chances as opposed to what they might give up in the short term. I would agree with that. Okay, well, let's get to some football here in just a second. I almost said let's get to a positive aspect, which is really <laughs> weird to say. But also, again, DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. Here's the deal. You throw down $5 on an NFL game. You got two games coming up here tonight or today, whatever you want to look at it. You got the Chiefs and you got the uh, the Bengals and you've got the uh, the Niners and the Rams. You bet on those teams, you bet on one of those games and you just have to take the winner. That team wins, you get $280 in free plays. Take it for what it's worth. I like the Rams. I like the Chiefs. What, do you, what say you, John Schuster? Uh, oh, man, I think so. I, I feel like Kansas City's going to win fairly convincingly. The Rams game, I think the Rams are better. Right. But e even though San Fran has their But you're their also number, a guy that's never counting out Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, as, 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 as some folks have noted, perhaps not a bigger Jimmy Garoppolo fan in the history of fandom for one single quarterback than John Schuster. Huge fan. Right. Never critical. You're never critical of Garoppolo. But I think the case, uh, I think the Rams-Niners game can be almost an old-school football game. Mm. Very physical, very line-determining, a lot of running to try to establish stuff. And where where I think the KC-Cincy game could be reminiscent of what their matchup was three weeks ago, I feel like the Rams in San Francisco might be a bit of a grinder, and that could be a lot of fun mm. in and of itself. So, you know, uh, I, 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 I'd agree with your direction on that, but I'm— more confident about KC than I am the Rams. Here's the deal. Arizona only 21 and up. Eligibility restrictions do apply. Uh, if you got a gambling co problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. They'll get you back on your feet, right back into the DraftKings Sportsbook app. All right, let's talk a little bit of U of A football. I was at Media Day, and I'll tell you what. 
Jed Fish, first and foremost, comes in there, and sometimes there's some coaches that, and Jed Fish was trying to play it cool, and I get it, but you could tell Jed Fish was like, yeah, you're about to see something a little bit different out here. And I'll tell you one thing, just going down the line, Every one of the players that was there looks incredibly different than the guys that we've uh, that we've been accustomed to seeing. First and foremost, let's talk about Tora McMillan. This is the guy that is the he is the high at least in the rank, recruiting rankings era. I mean, I'm sure a guy like Michael Bates was probably higher rated, but in the recruiting rankings era, this is the highest rated guy that Arizona's ever brought in from high school. He's arguably the best wide receiver in the country, and he was asked, you know, uh, uh, to Tora, what do you uh, what do you, what are you good at? And kind of looks around and he says, what do you mean? And he's like, and he says, well, you know, what makes you such a good wide receiver? And there's kind of this long pause and he says, well, I go and I get the ball. And that's essentially what Jed Fish said too. He said that he is a totally different animal in that he's a legit six foot four, six foot five. And when he goes out there, he's not, he's the epitome of a jump ball type wide receiver. And I think it's probably fair to say that Arizona hasn't had a jump ball wide receiver since what, Jerron Kreiner? I mean, it's been a while. It's been a long time. A, <laughs> I mean, there, there's a lot of things that you can say when it when it transitions in from when it translates to good and Arizona football. There's a lot of things yeah. that, where, where where the sentence goes. It's been a long time since Arizona has, Had. but it's nice to have obviously somebody like that at the position. And did you get the feeling uh, that Fish was uh, spending a lot of time talking about OKGs? Uh, no, these were not OKGs. <laughs> these were not OKGs at all. And then the next one he mentioned, too, was a kid that wasn't one of the higher-rated kids in the class, a kid named Jonah Savanea. And the first thing Fish said is he would be very surprised if he didn't play early as an interior lineman for the U of A this coming year. And anytime you hear a coach say that they expect a, a true freshman offensive lineman to play early— or to play that first year, that's generally, because that's a difficult position from a strength, from a from a mental aptitude uh, to be able to go in and just start immediately. And you certainly got the sense from Fish that he was uh, talking about that. He said he's never seen somebody 330 pounds carry it the way he does. And yes, I was uh, when I stood next to him, and granted I'm about 165 pounds, so he's t- literally twice the man that I am. I'm looking at him and I'm like, whoa, this dude looks like he's about 265. I mean, he, but that's a compliment because there's like no fat to him. He just looks like one of these incredibly under the radar guys that you were just able to get. And I would imagine if you were to ask me, take it for what it's worth, but if you were to ask me who's a guy in this uh, class that's going to be a first round pick in three years, it would probably be this kid right here. I think, I think he's going to be an absolute monster. There's some other kids that also caught my attention as well. One other thing, though, that obviously has caught my attention is the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Code word PHNX. Throw down $5 on the games coming up. We just reminded you. We gave you our picks. And if either one of those teams win, new customers only, you get $280 in free plays. That simple. That easy. My pick of the week is going to be the uh, Kansas City Chiefs over the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. And you agree with that? I think that's pretty. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. Now, let's get back to some U of A football right here. What? Ten minutes more. Um, uh, but then you look at, and you were going around to the other players there. And everybody looks like they're six foot four, you know, three, uh, six foot four. And it's not like the skinny, lanky. This looks like a legitimate recruiting class. Yes, it looks totally different. Not everybody looks like me. You've been to a lot of Arizona yes. recruiting classes. Too many. And, 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 and this looks like it's at another level, uh, which is what Arizona fans want and obviously with the football program. An entirely different level, yes. 
And so that to me, like, was just something that was just totally just baffling. Like, whoa, like everybody is big. I mean, you look, and then you get to the uh, quarterback, uh, Washington State uh, uh, quarterback, Jaden Laura, freshman of the year. And, uh, you know, and I don't think I'm breaking anything. He will most likely be the starting quarterback next year. And Jed Fish was asked about him and he said, yeah, I mean, you know, I don't have to tell you anything. You can look at his accolades. He can play. And I thought what was fascinating was this, is that McMillan was asked about him. And keep in mind, the big reason that he's coming to the U of A is because his teammate, the quarterback from Servite High School, Noah Fafita, is coming in as well. And you would think that, you know, he would want his guy to start. A lot of people, and I'm sure he probably does. But he was asked about Delora coming in, and he says, he says, oh, I'm all for it. Because, I mean, more competition, the better. We're not looking to basically just win one game here. And so I think there's a... I think Fish has really been able to sell something where, you know what, competition is going to be vital at every position. And I know that sounds cliche-ish, bear down harder type thing. But I think this is a group of guys that looks the part. And I think, well, and we'll find out. But, man, they certainly have bought into this vision shoe. And this is not a two- or three-year vision for them. You believe, and it seems likely, that many of this, many of the players from this recruiting class who you saw at Media Day are going to play. Yes, yeah, oh yeah, 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 I, I believe that, and honestly, and we've talked about this before on other platforms, but I would want, I am the, I am 100%, if it's even close, I am playing every single one of these kids that can play, every, every single one of them, because, you know, I mean, we, we saw a team last year that got one win, and quite frankly, they shouldn't have had any, because of the Cal, the Cal game was, let's be honest here, I mean. Yeah, it was an asterisk. Yes. You benefited from an asterisk. Yes, you benefited from an asterisk. I'm playing all. I'm playing all these kids. If any of them shows that they're they're physically ready and mentally ready to play, they're all playing. Um, because you know what? And I'm sure there's some good leftovers on the team. And but let's be honest, there's not too many of them. So all everybody on here that can play, I'm playing. I'm not trying to play a bunch of juniors and seniors because maybe I can get four wins as opposed to three. And maybe in a good in a weird way, that's a good thing for Jed Fish here. In that, you know, nobody expect. Nobody's coming in here and saying, I want eight or eight or nine wins this season. So if you can say, you know what, we're playing a bunch of freshmen and sophomores. These are true freshmen and sophomores. I think it's a lot easier thing to sell than, you know, all right, well, you know what, we got to go buy the book and play a bunch of juniors and seniors. And, you know, well, what when if... you're bad, there's no buy the book. Right. Exactly. Just, just throw it out. Exactly. And, and, and do what you want. I mean, in a lot of ways, fish has nothing to lose. Right. So for sure. Give it a go. This and, is open this fishing. Is, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is open season for open fishing, and if the best players are are on the field and they're going to take their lumps against players who are older, that's fine. This is ground level, mm-hmm. and on ground level, you build from there. And 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 I think the coach recognizes that this is there's a lot still to do. The first part is to get a good recruiting class in. He's succeeded. Next year, you got to get another good recruiting class, mm-hmm. and the year after that, you got to get another recruiting class, and the year after and that, you got to get another recruiting but, class. And when you do that, you've got the kind of depth to be a good football and, program. And he mentioned that too, where he said, you know, like this isn't just a one-year fix. He said you don't look at all like the good programs and say, man, Georgia, they must have had one really good <laughs> recruiting class in there. You've got to keep continue to run those things back. And I think he gets that. And you know what? Again, just wanted to throw that one out there, get an emergency podcast in here. Uh, also, subscribe to GoPHNX. Go on there. If you get a membership, you get a free Back the A t-shirt. We'll be back with you. Just want to give you an update. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.